new headset this morning, so sounds pretty good from up here. Really enjoyed the singing there. It was actually beautiful. Appreciate that. Um, really enjoyed last Sunday night. Um, I didn't get to play cornhole much. I've had some issues with my back, so I made a little planter for my mom. <laughs> had bunny ears and everything. So if you didn't come, you missed out. Didn't come. Anybody with a special song this morning? Lindsay thought I was going to get up here and sing. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn over to the fourth chapter of Hebrews. Is any is this picking up anything at all? Like, are we good? Okay. Oh, okay. Perfect. Fourth chapter of Hebrews. We've been in Hebrews for several weeks now. Um, as we all know, the, the theme so far has been Jesus is better. Jesus is superior to pretty much anything else. I think we've looked at uh, Jesus is better than the Old Testament prophets. Jesus is better than, than Moses. Jesus is better than angels. And then a few weeks ago, Jesus was better than, than Joshua, even though he led the, the children of Israel into the promised land. Jesus is leading us to an ultimate promised land and that rest that he talked about there in the 11th chapter. <clears throat> and how we can enter that rest and how today that rest is still open. And there's, uh, there's coming a day where we're going we're gonna to be there forever with him. And how the, the children of Israel weren't able to enjoy that rest. Because regardless of what they saw, the miracles of Moses leading them out of there, they just still had a disbelief in who God really was. And the, the writing here is telling us, be careful. Be careful and strive to make sure you enter in that rest. I think we left off on the 11th verse. We might have read the 11th verse actually. If I remember right, it's been a few weeks. But, you know, I think I just want to praise God this morning because over the last little bit, we've had a couple that have accepted him in the three part of their sin. Amen. And one of these days, they're going to get that rest. Amen. Not because of anything they've done, mm-hmm. but all because of what Christ did. You know, when you're a pastor, it's easy to get just, man. But when you see lives change, folks, that's what it's all about. Amen. That's what it's all about. And, and like the word says there, the children of Israel, they heard the same word, but they didn't mix it with faith. Well, Em and Travis last week mixed it with faith. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Can you imagine, though, all those children of Israel that seen all those miraculous things that God done, yet they didn't believe? And that says a lot about us because we don't see any of that. And we believe. But there's still miracles. Mm-hmm. There's still miracles. I saw a few, few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
Don't get better than that. And it's in Christ alone. That's the thing that's awesome. Nothing that we can do is good enough to get us to heaven, to get us to that rest that he's talking about. But Jesus came and bled. He died so that we might have a hope of eternal life in heaven. That rest that he's talking about. And one day, I've said this a few times through these messages, there's a day coming where Jesus is going to stand up. Time shall be no more. At that point, there's no more opportunities. There's no more opportunities. You either are saved or you're not. You know what I thought was really cool? One of these days, we are going to spend an eternity in heaven with Him. But even here, we can get those little glimpses of what heaven's going to be like. And I saw a few of those a few weeks ago. Sorry, you guys know I'm emotional. <laughs> it's all right, though. Getting a little glimpse here. Okay. So let's start there about the 11th verse again. <clears throat> Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Again, going back to the children of Israel. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. You know, just read through a lot of different commentaries and things like that, and, and a lot of people don't really think that these, the two verses, the 12th and the 13th, Go along with the rest of the scripture. I mean, there was a lot of, I don't know why God did this. I don't know why, you know. But I really think it does go along with that scripture. Because he's pointing out here, you know, talking about the children of Israel's disobedience, that God's word called that out. That disobedience. And I, I love the scripture here where it talks about for the love of the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword. We actually talked about it a little bit in Sunday school class this morning because Ryan couldn't be here. So the Sunday school class gets to hear it twice. (laughs) I'm all over the place, I tell you. So the Word of God, living, active, powerful, you know, I think there's a lot of people today that think, well, that old Bible, there ain't much to it. It's old. It's just old stories. Or they just never pick it up. It's just sitting on the, the dining room table or by their bed, you know, what have you. We talked a little bit about that too, about intentions of you know, studying and reading and, and all that. But God's Word is active. God's Word is alive today. God's Word is powerful. Don't let anybody ever convince you otherwise. Because there's a lot of people out there trying to say that the Bible's dead. It's not. It's not. I can tell you that for sure. And there's a few people from a few weeks ago that can tell you it's not. 
So let me ask you this. If God, Almighty God, sent you a book about himself, to tell you, basically, it's a love story of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Would you read it? Almighty God sent you a book. Would you read it? Why don't we? Why don't we read it? It's got the lessons of life. Like, there's not much in there you can't find. Ask this question, you can find it. Why, why, don't we, why don't we spend time in it? You know, we talked a little bit this morning about it. Like, is it because we're saved and we think we're okay already? Well, I don't need to read that. I'm okay. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven one of these days. I'm just thinking a lot about that stuff. There's a lot that goes through my mind. Um, but I really believe that His Word... You know, while it's active and alive, it helps us become better servants for Him. Why don't we get in His Word? I think that's why it's so important to to get in a Bible study or some kind of group just to start going through that kind of stuff. It is hard to read sometimes. It really is. But there's nothing better than just getting in His Word. It's alive. It's active. It's powerful. Why do we think it's not? You know, I, I have to say this. So last week we talked about, you know, Emily and him, sorry, and Travis being saved. And, and, it, and I'm trying not to get discouraged, but it just felt like, eh, okay. Like, folks, when someone gets saved, they're celebrating heaven. Amen. And if we can't celebrate here, there's something wrong. Amen. There's something wrong. We preach week after week after week about changing lives. Mm-hmm. And when we see two people come up to accept and change their life, and we can't say nothing. Something's wrong, folks. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. I don't know why that's been on my heart.
forget the notes. King James says that word living uses the word quick means to live, to be alive. Like I said, there's a lot of people. We went to some folks' houses years ago, and I don't think they went to church or anything like that. And they had a Bible sitting on the table, and I'm like, that's odd. You ever pick that up and read it? Thought it was odd. The uh, for the whew, you guys are getting the crying today, boys. <laughs> Nose running everything. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow. That sword was the best material. Mm-hmm. The best material. Heaven's best came mm-hmm. to save us. And his word, you know, I've been thinking a lot about atheists. His word can get to them, folks. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's got to them. Mm-hmm. There's tons documented of atheists with a lot of credentials after their name that started looking to disprove the Bible, and now they're saved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that? I can. God's Word. Yeah. That's it. God's Word. They might not have heard a preacher up here standing and doing, you know, talking about it. His Word is powerful. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Piercing to the division of soul and spirit to reach through or penetrate. I was thinking about as a nine year old boy, I had no idea what was going on. And somehow that Holy Spirit came in and called out to me. I didn't deserve it. He called out to me. Bobby Mills, as you guys call me. Amanda calls him Bob, by the way. And he saved my soul as a nine-year-old boy. Now, like I've said so many times, from the time I was probably 13 to 18, I did whatever I want, whenever I wanted. And I did a lot of bad stuff. And that 13th verse there where it talks about and exposed to the eyes of to whom we must give an account. There is a day coming where I'm going to have to give an account to God for all that sin I did. Can you imagine how it's going to be? Can you imagine? Every sin you've ever committed, you're going to have to, God's going to see it all. No matter if anyone else has, God's going to see it all. It's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be terrible. You know what the devil's going to say? See, he's not good. That Bobby Mills is not good. He's done this, this, and this. He deserves hell. But then, Jesus is going to stand up. And he's going to say, you know, you're right. He's bad. He's done a lot of bad stuff. But one day in 1983, the Holy Spirit came out and called his heart. And he accepted. Amen. No matter what all that other stuff he's done, his name's written in the Lamb of the Life, and because of that alone, I'll spend an eternity with him. Amen. That alone, nothing else. Mm-hmm. I'll spend an eternity with him. I just keep thinking about that. One day I'm going to have to admit all the sins I've ever committed. Did you ever thought about that? <coughs> you need to think about that. God sees it all. 
We try to hide it. We try to do this. We try to do that. God sees it all. We can't hide from it. And I think that's where the scripture is coming into. Think about what was happening here. Those Jewish Christians were trying to go back to the law. I don't know if they were trying to hide it. I don't know if they were trying to do bits and pieces here and there like we talked about in Sunday school. God's seen their heart. He's seen their motive. He's seen it all. And the writer's calling them out. He's calling them out. And this morning, he's calling you out. Do you have unrepentant sin? Have you even accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? It's a big decision. But his word is living, active, sharp, piercing, discerning. It talks about discerning there too. Discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. You know, David and I talked a little bit about a while back. You know, are you going to be surprised who's in heaven and who's not? I think once we get there, it probably ain't going to matter. But I think there probably will be some surprises. Because I think there's a lot of people that proclaim Christ that don't live that way. And like I've said so many times, and Tony has too, and John has too, if Jesus has your heart, something better be different, folks. Something better be different. You can't go out and live like the rest of the world. That's not how it works. God's Word is like nothing else. Infinite in power. Unbelievable in power. And He sees it all. You ever thought about, and I've heard this a few times, someone's been up here preaching, and you're like, man, that message is directed right at me. That's the Holy Spirit. You're probably sitting back and like, how did He know what I did? I have no idea. The Holy Spirit is directing that at you. Who's, who's had that experience? I have. I absolutely have. Like That message was exactly for me. But He knows what we need to hear. Uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, BBS coming up. Looking forward to that. Was it last year? Have we missed the last two years or just the last year? Last two? One of my favorite parts is when we do the pledges. I love the pledges. Pledge to the Bible. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Its words I will hide in my heart that I might not sin against God. I love that. I think we all need to remember that. But again, we're not getting in His word. We're not getting in His Word. Has anybody ever done one of those read the Bible in a year things? You can admit that. I've done it. It's hard. It's, it's like a, a checkbox, if you know what I'm saying. Like you just kind of read it and you don't really get anything out of it and you check it off like, oh, done for today. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about digging in. And meditating on the Word of God. You know, I really believe until you get in a situation or a, you know, whether you're teaching or preaching or what have you, I don't think you dig in the Word. Because <laughs> I never did until I started teaching. It changes everything. All you teachers and preachers, that's right, isn't it? You, that makes you dig in. There's a difference in this reading the Bible. And digging in. 
So how do we make God's Word a part of our everyday life? Because that's really what we need. It really is. How do we make God's Word a part of our life? I, I just think you need to commit to it. You need to commit to time with God and time with His Word. You just have to commit to it. Now, we have time to do everything else on earth we want to do, don't we? Sitting there watching TV, washing the car, cutting the grass, which those, you know, need done. Take time for Him. His Word is powerful and active. Make time for it. Make time for it. I think that's where He's coming back to that strive to enter in. It's work. It's work. Uh, and I thought it was awesome when Travis came over last Wednesday or two Wednesdays ago. He came up to me and he said, Uncle Bob, I was reading Tuesday night. I was reading in the book of John. And he said, it just happened. My heart was ripping. It exploded out of my chest, folks. The Word of God is powerful. Amen. The youngest kid can understand that call from God for salvation. Yes. It's amazing. It really is amazing. And Travis, don't ever forget what that felt like. And everybody else, because that's what he's going to do to call you to something else. Mm-hmm. You never... I'm just all over the place, but that's okay. Has anybody ever had when someone's you, you just know someone there is supposed to get saved? Yes. Like it's calling you too. Mm-hmm. God is just unbelievable. He really is. He is absolutely amazing. I can tell you, for the last few months, there's been several people that's been on my heart, and every time that altar call goes out, it's jumping like, "Come on!" Every single time. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, it can get discouraging week after week after week after week. And you just know that they're fighting with it. Yes. You just know it. Folks, don't fight it. Mm-hmm. Don't fight it. Just trust. Just trust and obey. Mm-hmm. There's no other way, as the song goes. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. But you know, I was thinking this morning, as bad as I am up here, because I think I'm terrible at this, God's Holy Spirit can change our heart. And that's what matters. That's what matters. It can change a heart. I think I'm just going to... I'm about to can't breathe now. Brother Joe, would you mind getting a verse of a song? I really believe there's more people here that God is calling to. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to come up here like I said before. Me and Em went in the room over there and we talked and prayed together and she was saved right there. Mm-hmm. But like Tony said a few weeks ago, take that step of faith and come up here and accept Christ as your Lord this morning. I'm going to tell you, you will never, ever, ever regret it. The other thing is, if you have been neglecting the Word of God, if you have been neglecting praying and all that other stuff, get right with Him this morning. Or if you have unrepentant sin, get right with Him this morning. And like I've said so many times, that means every single one of us could come up here because every single one of us have sinned and fallen short. 
I'll stand. Go ahead, brother. Yeah.